Hello and welcome to this episode of Talking About Rock. I'm Rob Edwards, where we're keeping the torch alive. Each episode, we try and bring you interviews with new rock acts from around the country, as well as artists who helped create the history of rock. Today, we have with us a rock legend. He fronted two of the biggest selling bands in history. He led South African band Rabbit to selling multiple gold and platinum albums and several Grammys. He then went on to critical acclaim with millions of new fans from the pop sensations of Bay City Rollers who would later rename themselves the Rollers. It is our pleasure and honor to have with us the amazing Duncan Farrow on the show. Duncan, how are you? Well, I think you're muted there. You got to unmute. Click the the unmute button there. There you go. Uh, There you go. How's it going? Good, yeah, good to see you. You're looking great with the backdrop. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's our, our new logo for our second season. Uh, we've, we've got quite a few shows under our belt so far, so yeah. we're, we're doing pretty good. We're doing all right here. A little chilly here in Buffalo. Not so much out for, out for you for out there in uh, Vegas, though. But Well, Vegas, either boiling hot or freezing cold. <laughs> right. There's, there's no in between, right? Yeah. So... So I've spent the last few days uh, just researching your career, uh, you know, over two decades. Uh, so I wanted to do some time traveling with you and start out. We'll go back into the 70s. And um, so you really started at a real young age, age 11, with uh, Orange Crash Boat with, with some friends. <laughs> yes, Orange Cash Boat. But Crash Boat. Orange Cash yeah. I started playing guitar at seven and, you know, had to have a band by 10. And then if you were, had a guitar at school, you were in the band. So we became the Orange Cash Boat. We eventually got a little record deal, and eventually I teamed up with Trevor Rape and 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 Rabbit was. Uh, we had a huge success with a band called Rabbit. Yeah, I know. Like when you had uh, when you had the first band, they were dubbing you guys the Africa's youngest pop sensation, and you had you know a couple tracks that you'd written, "Girl on the Moon" and "Chichi Boo Boo," and then like you said, you moved on to to Rabbit with. Uh, Yes, but I like I like girl on the moon. And by the way, thanks for that huge build-up. I think I was muted. I, you gave me a huge build-up, and uh, oh, uh, yeah, thanks for all that. Hey, stuff. hey, this is this is all the stuff that's been talked about for you, and and there's tons of stuff on the internet and interviews, and you know, this this is your career, definitely. What's what's going on? So so tell us how how you kind of formed Rabbit. You you and Trevor friends, or, or kind of what happened there. Well, Rabbit was an existing three-piece called Conglomeration, and I got a record deal with Joburg Records. And um, the producer there sort of said, well, you and Trevor would really work well together. And the next thing, Rabbit, um, the four of us became Rabbit. And uh, and it was just incredible. We had, um, it was just green lights. It was just, the Rabbit thing was just so lucky. We, we could do, do no wrong. Um, it was an incredible experience. and. We were spoiled brats, too young. I mean, I, I look at my sort of videos that are turning up. I was really young. It's like, um, you know, 18, 19, 20, and you still, you know. Um, but it was so exciting, you know. It was really exciting. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna show some of those videos in a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah. But uh, you guys were definitely killing it. Rabbit was blowing away audiences. You guys had three gold albums. Um, you had tracks yeah. like, you know, you had the breakthrough hit Charlie. You had a, a, a song that you did for the TV show uh, Dingley's Bookstore. It came yeah. out. You did that. You guys had uh, Lonely Loner and uh, a track I really like, uh, Getting Through to You. Getting Through to You, my favorite track. Yes, yes. 
because I wrote it. <laughs> yeah, I, I really liked it, and I really think it symbolizes the time really well. You know what I mean? So I want to take a, we're going to take a quick pause and we're going to play the video for uh, getting through to you here from Rabbit on Talking About Rock.
Okay, we're back talking about rock with Duncan Farrell. So we just watched the uh, video for getting through to you there from Rabbit. Great song. Uh, so then in 77, you also received a uh, music award for best group in South Africa as well. Yeah, we on, uh, I noticed you said Grammys, but it's, uh, let me correct that, South African version of Grammys. Um, oh, okay. All right. This is the Sari Awards, but it was still a big thing for us. And uh, we won several, I mean, at least seven. We won everything, you know. Best, this, best, that. It was just we could do no wrong. And um, so this tour, the exciting thing is, you know, it's been a long, long time and, and there's been a talk of us. Well, not talk, we are getting together, at least three of us, the three-piece rabbit that you just heard there on getting through to you. We're getting together in uh, less than six months now. I'm going to be going to South Africa and um, seeing my old buddies, which is going to be really cool for us. You know? So you're doing like a, a reunion tour there? Yeah, we're going to have a reunion and it's really exciting because it's been such a long time and it's just so weird. It's like we were young, we were kids then and now we're like, obviously, these, um, well, I'm going to say that. Yeah, but um, it's going to be so cool that we can still do it, you know. That's actually, you think some new material may come out of that time frame, maybe? That's all I do is still write songs, you know, even though the industry is gone, um, you know, there's still, you can still make it. I, mean, I still write songs. That's just what I do. Right, you've, you've written tons of things, you know, like crazy. I mean, you were, you're the primary songwriter after after Trevor left. You took over the primary songwriting duties in Rabbit and then releasing the Rock Rabbit album. Yep, that's right, yep. So then in, in 78, uh, Rabbit disbanded and you went on to join the, uh, the Bay City Rollers with uh, Les McKeown was leaving the band and you stepped in to fill the lead role, uh, lead singer, songwriter, and guitarist for them. Yeah, I said foolishly, because of course I don't mean foolishly, uh, joining the rollers. Leaving Rabbit, not there goes on for TV. Leaving Rabbit was pretty stupid, foolish. And then um, I, I moved to Los Angeles. And, I, and my, believe it or not, my manager at the time, I landed Freddie DeMann, who later on managed Michael Jackson, Madonna, Alanis Morissette, Lionel Richie, you know, you pretty much name it, he managed them. Anyway, then the um, first class air ticket arrived to join the Bay City Rollers. And what do you do? You know, you 20. Right. What do you do? You get they you get a, you get that phone call and you get that you were sending the ticket for you to come out. And, and so you so they want you to audition, right? So um, you know, I didn't realize it was so I, I called Freddie, who was in New York, and he was Freddie Demand, and he was so great. So look, if you think you need to go, you go. And off I went to and joined the rollers, and I got to Dublin in basically rollers. I got to Dublin, you know, first class, everything was to thrown on. And um, you sort of think, oh, they're, they're all going to be there to meet you. And of course, not one of them was there. <laughs> uh, but Jake Duncan, the tour manager, old faithful Joe, he came down to, you know, and um, introduced me to them. Um, so, yeah, that was that period. Yeah. And they dubbed that kind of that time, I guess, like roller mania, because it was they were still hugely popular at the time. It was very exciting. Very you exciting. know, and, you, and from what I've read, you brought a brand new type of energy to the band. You know, and kind of reinvigorated them and let them show you know more of their artistic style than they, they had not shown maybe earlier than that. Well, they never wrote their, their stuff. You know, they, they wrote some of the things, but never they hit. So when I when I joined, Eric put his foot down to me write the music. So I was pretty fortunate there because you know, it's involved a lot of the material like Elevator Turn on the Radio, Helen Welcome Home, which later we found John Lennon and found out John Lennon liked Helen Welcome Home, if ever you that one. Um Yes, so the elevator album did really well for us. Yeah, I really, I really like that track a lot, and you know, I, I've seen that uh, played, and I saw you guys you actually did Murder Griffin back in the day. 
yeah, playing did. that song and 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 all over it was it was it was a real big hit and we're going to actually play that track here for everybody so they can yeah, check it out you. we're going to take a quick pause and let's play the uh video for elevator here on uh from the rollers on talking about rock Okay, we're back and talking about rock. We just watched the uh, video for Elevator from the Rollers. So that was, that was a great tune for you guys uh, back then. You had a real nice uh, energy, and I think it reflected the time great. You know, there were a lot of mistakes now that we look back at it. If I was, you know, now that I look at my youngest son, what we started the album with something called Stone Houses and then went straight into Elevator, which, is, which is, could have been a massive hit. But when you actually start with something Stone Houses, it's pretty off-putting for a radio station. So, you know, and there was a pill on the sleeve. It was just a lot of strange things we did. That was foolish. That yeah, was I noticed that. I didn't really, yeah, I don't know if people really, really, really got got that, you know, 
at the time but radio was the thing right you were trying to write hits because because you needed airplane you needed these songs on the radio they were trying to be sergeant pepper you know felt they'd done the teeny bop and they wanted to be now you know and and so it suddenly went from this clean image you know the teeny bop just suddenly we were on the front pages you know as sex drugs and rock and roll and i was also to blame you know because uh, there was a big hit in england sex and drugs and rock and roll and, and, and i went to made the mistake of seeing that to a newspaper reporter and it was the next thing just for headline well this was in south africa so right uh, and that just blew up yeah uh um you know it kind of ruined not ruined but it you know it's, they were just trying to turn into the stones you know they wanted to be get away from the team being david cassidy because it, it was true they for every sort of hundred pounds it brought positive being a base city roller it it became 100 pounds of negative oh, teeny bop it's like david cassidy you peak and then the fans grow up and right so I was brought into a lot of that so they were hiding away from which is unfortunate i mean it, 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 all the albums are released now as base city rollers and i didn't realize at the time it was just putting out as rollers because all the concerts were base city rollers um but it was the same unit um and, and all that but yeah basically that was to get away from the teeny bopper thing and and because it was like david cassidy the bass it was so huge as the basic role said so, you know radio third or fourth album round people get you know radio gets tired of that if you look at history all the other groups yeah I was, and i was reading about it so this yeah like you were saying this was a time when they kind of wanted to change their style but yeah. if you had a certain fan base you, you weren't sure if they were going to accept that style or if you're going to get new fans or kind of what was going to happen in that transitional period right they stuck with the band you know we had to we had police protection and all that <laughs> yeah you yeah you guys definitely had were pretty popular and i'm sure you're getting getting yeah. chased here and there and everywhere <laughs> yeah, yeah so that it was a very exciting time yeah i can imagine exactly great song elevate everywhere i go in any country people come up to me so as a lot of people have said wow that's one of their top 10 albums of all time it is elevated the song could have been a great great single i really enjoyed it i really it really took me back listening to that i i really enjoyed i enjoy all your music but so let's get back on track a little bit here so in uh in 1982 the rollers disbanded right and then you yeah, can um, and then you continued on to another project and that was also foolish because we had each other it was a great band actually great musicians and great people and again they were just tired i think eric had enough of of um yeah you know they were just tired of that we were all tired of the boys as john Lennon once said you you give up the, it was time to get away from the football team and, and get to the girlfriend uh, girlfriends and we were all girlfriends we were all in that boat really orange cash boat i was 11 years old string of guys you know band it was all exciting and, and then rabbit string you know and then rollers all these so it reaches a point where you just you know you want to leave the football team and and, and that's foolish because everybody goes even led zeppelin you look at all the groups that broke up that wish they never like led zeppelin and, i mean there's hundreds of them um and the stones have kept going look at them they've been great yeah they they've better yeah you run up led zeppelin well that's yeah. that's that's a unique that's a unique band in the in the fact that they decided not to move on after losing a member you know yeah to carry on with uh with Char without charlie watts yeah yeah no and i'm saying led zeppelin when when they lost john bonham they decided not to carry on without him although the stones the stones are 
are they seem like you know they're just going to keep trucking along with whatever they can do no one willing else to go forever just and keith richards just because they're so then so then on your next project you formed a three-piece band with former roller Stuart wood yeah he and i were we just found when we were in New York area or New Jersey, and we had a big house for nine months, we were always in the basement, just the two of us. And um, I think Eric was tired of it, and Derek was tired of it. That he had years and years of of people, and that they had reached a point where they were a little bit crazy. I mean, from fans, you know, you'd sit in the living room, little eyes would peer, you know, and and um, you know, Jake Duncan, the road, we used to get crazy, used to go out and chase them. Cars one time, I don't know, they were showing off for me. They were bashing cars in Germany because I guess they were just tired of them. It was nice, you know, it's great to have the fans, but they reached the point where they, you know, everywhere they went and they were cars. So Jake turned around one day and bashed a car. So, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it got to that. Yeah, you need a break from all that that craziness and an escape from that every once in a while. That gets to be, gets to be nuts, I'm sure. So you had an album that came out. Uh, uh, Karoo Cuts, is it called? I think. Ooh, yeah, best and that had a number that had a number two chart hit in South Africa with "Where's the Music." Where's the music, yes. So, can you tell us a little bit about that song? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, it was Karoo. We had a house in Los Angeles. Great time. Woody and myself were together again, two to three years. Did we see Eggy Chad? Actually, three years. And then um, we had an album out in Japan, as I said, number two and. And then there was a roller reunion, and again, I was, it was a point where we just had enough of the boys, you know, and which is a pity, obviously, because now we just want to get back, not to the boys, but to the band. <laughs> so, wow, right. fun, man, you know, to, to do all that. Um, so I think that's what we do now with Rabbit. We suddenly realized they were great musicians, some of the best musicians I've ever played with. Actually, I heard you interviewed Liberty, Liberty DeVito from Bel Yeah. Such right. such a such a great nice guy, definitely amazing amazing artist, just an amazing great guy. Yeah, yeah, and I had the honor, of, and I say honor because he's a brilliant drummer, and I felt the same sort of feeling I had when I was playing with Rabbit, the the, the Neil Neil Cloud. Um, you know, he was that great. We did so we did so, uh, some recording in in um, Colorado, and we went up to Saint Joe and, and Canada as well. We we toured and played a few places in in Canada. It was freezing cold and um you know we did uh, a bunch of songs i'd written and then we did um uh and yeah saturday night they wanted to do saturday night because and he made it like smash mouth you know it was like you know smash mouth with the monkeys version right and right said it was wow it was, so yeah liberty liberty's really cool he's every he was on tv yeah yes thing i'm going well, we yeah, I was I was reading his his new book that he had out, and he he talks about all the stories, writing the songs with Billy Joel and stuff, and just it was yeah. really neat, giving giving a little insight onto each song. That that was really yeah. cool. Just just a just a great guy. Yeah, yeah. But so so after that, you're talking about so so Stuart went back to join the Bay City Rollers reunion, yeah. and you continued to play gigs in California, doing uh, some solo shows, and then you started up a. Uh, you know, you're you're doing your own material, playing Beatles songs. I guess uh, from what I read, you also played with Bonham, Tyrants, and Therapy, yeah, and Led Zeppelin. They are play. I I worked on his album with um, Jason Bonham. Yeah, the one he did in '88. Yeah, and then you did some stuff with with Trevor, also. I guess I worked on Trevor's album. We're great friends, and you know, they always have been. There was a bit of rivalry in the day, thing, but there never really was, you know. 
Because again, you just read stuff in the paper. He said that, what? And then you, you say that and he'd go, he said that, you know. But, uh, <laughs> right. Um, so we, we saw that when we were young, you know, what people are learning on the internet today, when you say something, you don't really mean it. Wow. So we learned at an early age, if you say something, I said something about his father, his father, we'll never <laughs> go there. But um, yeah, yeah, and you don't really mean it, it ends up, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so we're getting together at the end of the year. It's going to be really nice. That sounds that sounds outstanding. So, good makeup artists. I think they're going to have to spend quite a lot. <laughs> right, right. So, just to continue on your uh, on your career path here. So, in '88, yeah. you uh, wrote the track for uh, a song on the Madonna soundtrack, "Who's yeah. That Girl?" The track uh, "24 Hours." On the "Who's That Girl" album, which did seven million copies, and of course, Madonna had nothing to do with that. But um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was like again, Freddie Demand. I saw Freddie Demand, and you've got a cat coming on my lap here. He gave me a little Um, so yeah, I saw Freddie Demand in '87, and um, you know, he was very nice, of course. As I said earlier, I'd left him to join the Rollers, and um, but he's, I mean, by that which time he had Michael Jackson and Madonna, so he owned the world, and um, and um, so. And yeah, we got the song on the album, which was really nice. Yeah, yeah that was definitely great. And then in 1990, you joined up with another former roller, Ian Mitchell, and you formed uh, something oh, called the Joy Buzzers, right? We passed away. Yeah, Ian was fabulous. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was uh, Ian passed away about 18 months ago, and he was one of my best friends. Yes, he was brilliant, brilliant, brilliant musician, funny guy to work with, and um, yeah, that's that's just really sad. Yeah. Yeah, opportunities to work with him in America as the rollers, you know, we always calling us, well, why don't you and Ian do it? And people always wanted to book and, and out of loyalty to the ones in, in you know, Scotland, I, I couldn't really do that. Um, but yeah, I wish I'd done a lot more work with Ian, it's too late now. Right, right. but at that time, you also composed the uh, track, Let It Be Right, also, is that, that's yeah. correct, right? Yep, Let It Be Right in the World Tonight, which was... Uh, which was eventually used as Miss as the Miss World theme. Ninety-three. Right, yep. George Benson performed that in yeah, nineteen ninety-three. Yeah. Yep. 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 Was to my to my song. Yeah. Yeah. And were playing and the choirs were singing and went on and on and on. And um for the two hour world broadcast, yeah. Well, I think it's a beautiful track. So I want to play the video for that for uh Let It Be Right here on Talking About Rock. Uh, Looking in and looking around, looking out and seeing life, another way to 
Okay, we're back here on Talking About Rock. We just checked out the video for Let It Be Right. Beautiful song. I I mean, it was just it was just the right time for that song. I mean, I think it's still it's still an outstanding track today that could be used for lots of things. I wish somebody would record it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't see why they don't. But so then you also moved on. We we all know that you're a huge Beatles fan. So you created an homage to the Beatles, a project uh Beatlemania lives on like a celebration of, of, of the Fab Four and did a show actually, about uh, that. Actually, in, the, in 2009, uh, Danny Lopez, who had a, a Beatle band called Backbeat, a renowned Beatle band. They've been all around the world, like Russia, even, I think, did he go to Russia? I think he said. Anyway, so but they'd been a, a Backbeat and they wanted me to be John. And I was always happy to be, you know, nobody can really pull that model. But I was happy to, to do it, got the wigs and the outfits and the, um, and we had quite an extensive, we toured, went all over America and we went to Canada and Japan. Yeah, we had a quick short week in Japan, which was really nice. And um, so I was enjoying that for, for a while being, you know, John, it was quite a fun experience to look around. You know, everybody's and there's George, that's weird. Cause you know, as a kid, I loved them. But it wasn't him embarrassing to me at all because i love the music and the music is so to this day i mean you know it's still ahead of its time i've never really never really what's the word date that i'm looking for you know even the solo beatles a lot of the music is probably dates perhaps dated like my, but but the beatles themselves apart from a few things you know very it hasn't really dated yeah i've read so much about so many artists that that was their defining moment in their life when they first saw the beatles playing yeah, they knew yeah. what they wanted to do and that just struck a chord with you know millions and millions of people that would turn into rock artists you know to keep creating you know different music going on from there it was just yeah. it was just a catalyst for so much you know yeah and i was totally thinking about doing an elton john tribute but really i want to do my own songs i've got so many songs and we had a great a great band in 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 sweden they were tired la flair fatal and they were great band um 
I said, I'm like Badfinger, the singer, and they did one of my songs called How Long Is Too Long. And they really, and I wish we could find that. It's really a nice track called How Long Is Too Long. Um, and the guy sounds just like Pete Ham and Badfinger, and it was brilliant. It used to be on my Reverb Nation, but I couldn't find it the other day. I've got cool, cool. going on there. So I know after, so I was reading after the, the uh, Beatlemania, Beatlemania Lives On project there, you went on and you, you wrote some new material uh, for the rights of man and you reunited with uh, Frank Delmay, right? Yeah, we had a reunion with the Orange Crash Boat, does he call it? <laughs> Actually, who knows? Yeah, the Orange Cash Boat. Um, yeah, the old friends when I lost my brother and my father, we had a bad year in the same year and my friends was, you know, sort of helping me through. So um, we did an album that year called For the Rights of All Men. Yes, it was coming together. With... And you had members in there. You had what, Raymond Miller, Raymond, uh, Kathy yeah. Sherman. And it, it would also go on to include, I think, your fiance, Laurie McLean, right? Laurie McLean, my ex-wife, yes. Yeah. She later became Laurie Fora, yes. Right. And um, yeah. And that would make up the band, what, uh, First World Band, right? Yeah, we would uh, yeah, we'd sort of had something like that. Um, um, and then what happened? Yes. Yeah, so. And then you had more records to follow after that. You know, I'm, I'm just seeing you, you had pronounced come out for uh, thank you for the photograph. Yeah. yeah. That was a nice one. We recorded, I think in Omaha, Omaha. Wayne Coy. Thanks Wayne Coy. We'll get into a big radio guy who's uh, still a friend of mine. Um, yeah, pronounced for it because they could never get my name right. Being F-A-U-R-E for some reason, Americans can get to the moon. But they can't get my name right. You know, I walked on the moon 50 years ago, was it six seconds? Right, and you're still. As always, like a joke, but then I battle with my name. Um, but um, yeah, so so Wayne said pronounced for uh, one or yeah. two or three or four. Four. That was a, that was a good way to do it. I, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So then I was I was seeing that you also then uh, in 2010 you released an anthology, a 37 track anthology, and you had yeah. a nice critical acclaim hit off of that Nightfall. Nightfall, yeah, that's, that plays played on many stations around the world. It was really nice. That did really well. Guy called Carl Anderson, we put out that anthology on global recording artists, kind of a uh, a best of, but not really. Anthology kind of just had a lot of my, my songs with singles along. We actually should do that best of. There's a lot of good stuff that we're along there. Yeah, that was that was that was an amazing uh, anthology project that you put together. I really like that. Yeah, 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 and remastered things, and it sounded good. Yeah. And then in 2014, you kind of switched tracks a little bit, and you came up with something called uh, "Machine from the Other Side." Oh yeah, that year I won a Rock Gods Award. Uh, award. Um, they. Um, how did that come about? Yeah, I was working with Les Warner from the cult and, 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 and one of the guys from Quiet Riot. And the next thing they found, it was kind of the thing, if you've been on more than 5 million albums sold collectively with the Madonna album, I've done more than that. Um, so it was next thing I had a Rock Gods Award and it was nicely, you know, it wasn't a chum change award. They wanted Michael Anthony from you know, Van Halen got, got, you know, Rock Gods Award. And, Somebody from you know when I, yeah, so it was a good thing yeah. Actually, yeah, I was reading about that and I've got it that here and 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 Les as well from the, from the cult yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I want to take a quick pause here and we're going to play the uh, video for Hulu Baby here on uh, Talking About Rock. You got a video? Yeah, we got a we got a video a video we're going to play here. I think it might just be the track. Actually, I'm sorry, it's just the track. Oh, but, which one is that? Uh, Hulu Baby. 
Hello, baby. Hello, it? baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you about that album again, Carl Anderson. It's not really an, uh, a. It's just a piano vocal album. I did fourteen tracks or twelve tracks in twelve hours, so it's kind of um, you know it was over two no, two days, but we did seven hours a day. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so I literally, literally rushed through. You know, piano voice live. Da, 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 listen back. Okay, yeah, we'll just redo that, and then we double the voice maybe, and then. Um, so it's really just a live thing. So this is kind of vocal live, yes. Okay, so let's check out the track for Hello Baby here on Talk About Rock. Hello baby, when the bars have all closed Times we may be, that's how it goes. I know that lately, been hiding on the shelf. What can I do now? I see you by yourself. So, what I gotta do is move a mountain. What I gotta do is stop afraid. Turn. You get left out in the 
Okay, we're back here on talking about rock, and we're just chatting a little bit about uh, Meatloaf had passed recently. With the, was it last week or so? And, and did you do some work with him as well? We didn't work with him, and we recorded Ricochet this long time ago, nineteen eighty-one. Nineteen eighty-one, Rob. We weren't even born then. Um, uh, I was born. I was born. Born too. I was born in. I, well, I won't. I won't say when I was born, but I was. I was rocking in nineteen eighty-one. Yeah. I was a young guy. Yeah, so my 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 claim to fame is the 1978 Kiss concert. That was my first. Yeah, that was yeah. my first concert and my first intro to, to to the world of rock. But so um so I've been reading on the internet too. They're currently uh, working a petition to induct the Bay City Rollers into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Were you aware of that? Good for them. Yeah, keep working, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. And then what's going on actually so with you you're we've already touched on it a few times but let's yeah, talk about it the the rabbit reunion tour for south africa yeah starting in august we leave here august one i think and um you know everything permitting and then i'll leave two months rehearsal and write stuff obviously it inspires me to write so seeing them again it's going to be really exciting and bass and, and they were great as i said earlier on the drums was just you know the best in the world yeah how many dates do you guys have coming up there do you know um i don't really know we wanted to do stadiums obviously because that would have been nice and by that i don't mean conceitedly ourselves meaning we'd headline a bunch of the south african bands and we'd be fortunate we'd be the heads so we have massive stadium but they don't allow more than ten thousand people so we've been restricted to not doing outdoor, doing three thousand seaters, which is still nice. Yeah, the t the touring and live thing is still is still a difficult thing, depending on on where you are. You know. Yeah, it's because you know nobody goes out. People say to me, "Come on, you know, so and so's here tomorrow night, fishing Vegas. Everybody's here. You know, be at Rod Stewart and uh, and a lot of the times you just say, Jesus, is it worth what Rod Stewart doing? You know, right. Normally, yeah, normally, I think of you know, come to the party, man. I've lost friends, you know, and, and you know, it was, we know what's going on. It's it's a different world now. Yeah, definitely. I know I've seen so many tours get get canceled and postponed, you know, or you know, they were they were announced a couple months ago and then they canceled. Aerosmith had a tour oh, yeah, and then they canceled and Kiss has had a had a residency in Vegas and they canceled. But I, I think the Kiss tour is starting up in next month because a friend of mine is going going out to do the pyro for them. But uh, I mean, it's 
they got to check the areas where they're going. You know, different bands are, are still making announcements, but I think everybody's you know has a watchful eye on what's happening. I'm not sure what the situation is in South Africa. They may they may have a better grip on this situation, hopefully, well, than than we do. You know, um, the same thing. The Omicron. I mean, I had Omicron in the beginning of last month, and um, you know, you just get over it. And I had to get up and perform. I waited a few weeks. I told the club owner they wanted me on the eighth. I cancelled, and we took fifteenth to be to, just to be safe. And I went back. I do a weekly thing down for rump, and um, yeah. So, but you, you know, people don't really go out. I mean, the clubs are battling. They say they're open. You know, and the owners are trying to get musicians in. Um, but we'll see. But I'm excited about the rabbit thing, obviously. Um, yeah, and that's that's kind of why we started up this show because we could see that like bands were struggling, you yeah. know, clubs clubs were struggling. And we wanted people to to, yeah. to know there's still music out there. There's still live acts coming. You know, when these clubs open, they need your support, and these acts need your support to go out and check them out and see live music because that's the experience. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's not the experience sitting there listening to it on your on your phone or your iPod or streaming it from a, from a, from Spotify or wherever. The live experience is 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 what it's about. And isn't Elton out there now? I heard he was ill. I heard he get he was live and he got covid. Have you heard the latest on Elton because he used to be Oh yeah, that's time. yeah, last last week I I saw that he he canceled some dates and and he had covid. Yeah. So and you were actually good friends with him i was he was one of my best friends you know for a long time he got me my green card and i've got to catch him playing with something so if you something strange um get on kitty settle down um um such authority <laughs> <laughs> so yes elton was one of my best friends you know for a long long time that's amazing um, He's, he seems like a he seems like a great guy obviously a super talented you know songwriter you know, yeah. he's done some amazing stuff in his own right, definitely. So he was, you know, he was like the Beatles for me. It was pretty weird getting to know Elton well so well because because I was never really a fan of Starstruck by anybody except the Beatles and Elton. So, and that would have been a mistake in mine because being in the Rollers, we met everybody and I didn't care. You know, it's not John Lennon, you know. Right. It wasn't your idol, right. <laughs> You know, Muhammad Ali, and we were sitting there, oh, not, it was not Paul McCartney. You know, <laughs> you know there was Streisand, and, and, the, and then one night Ringo came in, you know, the restaurant, oh, Ringo's in, and I was chatting for the base, rolling party. In fact, that's the title of my book that I'm busy on. Um, base, rolling party. And um, so, yeah, I was guilty of that. We met everybody, I hung out with Duran Duran, and we said meatloaf earlier on. We never quite finished that. Yeah, we were in the house of music, and Cool in the gang. We had jacuzzi and cool in the gang. I always joke, doesn't get more cool than that. Um, <laughs> right. you know, and um, yeah, we met everybody. You name it, we met them. So, except Paul McCartney, and we did meet Ring, and except George at the time, or John. Um, and then we were staying at the Alcott, it was a hotel or whatever it was, about 50 yards down 72nd Street, right next to the Dakota. And the cat's again going crazy. Yes, I thought we might have a next break or so. Um, so, yeah, so, and I wanted to go and hang out with the fans outside. And said, oh, no, you can't, you know, this course. Goes, you can't, you really, you, because they had their own fans hanging outside. So, so I couldn't be seen hanging out to see John. So I never got to see Lennon. The next thing it was too late. Yeah. Um, but when he passed, we, Woody and I were there. I didn't, 
you know, didn't dawn on me to go to the Dakota and join the crowd. But Woody, best, best city roller, Woody said, oh, let's go down there. And I thought, oh, okay, let's go. Um, so he and I went down there, and our girlfriend, Beth, at the time, Beth Wernick, and we were one of the first people there that night. There's a famous picture now going around of, on crimes of the century. Who Can you say you've been on crime of the century? <laughs> I've been on crime because there we stand standing leaning against the, the thing. So that I'm on crimes of the century. Rob, watch out. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I, I, but I agree with you. That was such a, a pivotal time yeah, and such so a huge loss to the world when, when that happened at the Dakota. It was, it was a park code that night, so it was a really cool evening because you know, in New York, if you're three minutes past, yeah, so we went uh, eight. Oh, we better go and get the car. I was just popping on the car, it was three minutes past eight. It was gone, so they took another six or eight hours to find one. Yeah, crazy. But I know, I know McCartney's still continuing to perform, you know, like two, three hour shows. Who's that? You know, Paul McCartney's still continuing to perform like I'm doing four hour shows, Rob by myself. Do a four hour <laughs> shows by yourself. There you go. There you go. So hail to the chief. Yeah, four to three hours. My heart pumps. I do four hours and I don't have a band. There that's you are the band. Well, you're you're the singer, you're the songwriter, you're the guitarist, you're the keyboardist. What what, what else do you play? You what else do you what else do you got? You're the roadie. You're the you're the roadie too, right? You gotta gotta do gotta do everything nowadays. And then uh, stuff breaks down, you've got to fix it. Keep, you know, there's nobody to just... So yeah, you're saying Paul does how many hours? I think he does He does three hours, I think, right now. I think from last from last uh, I heard. I'm joking, I'm joking, but he is a monster. I mean, uh, that's, you know, he's inspiration for people like me because you, you wonder how your body reacts as you get older. Can you still... Because, you know, a kid, I used to love singing rock and roll music. The Beatles say that was just something I could do. You know? So, right. As you get older, can you still do it? For some reason, the voice seems to still be there. I can still, so, and then you think, well, when is it gonna go? And you look at McCartney, well, he's still doing it. Jesus, look at him. Ends his show with Helter Skelter, the, one of the times I saw him. So, so no, what an inspiration. So are you currently working on any new material or you think that's gonna probably happen while you're with Rabbit? Yes, new material, yes to the new material. I've got so much. I, I just wish I could do an album. I don't have a studio. We can, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Definitely. I, well, I hope we, we hear more stuff coming from you. That'd be great. I wish you so much luck on the Rabbit Tour. Um, and if they want to check out your music, I know they can check you out on, on yeah. Spotify and on you can uh, see on Facebook. Band, Bandcamp, DuncanForum.Bandcamp. I mean, oh, on Bandcamp too. Bandcamp, yeah, you can listen for free and you can buy if you want. So or you get three three free listens. So and then you can buy. So it's a small little business that keeps sort of just strictly alone. Um, but that's Bandcamp. That's me. And then um, I'm starting something on Teespring, I believe. We're selling, where's that mask? I think it keeps falling. I'm trying to, I haven't got any backdrop like you have, but we've got. <laughs> This this is the backdrop which we try. Okay. <laughs> so that's uh that's the let it let it be right mask. Right there, yes, let it be right. So keep we keep that rocking. Keep awesome. Excellent, excellent. Well, well, we appreciate you so much taking the time to talk to us about your career. You know, it's been an amazing ride for you. So much stuff you've gone through and so many people you've met. You know, I wish you luck on continuing to write, you know awesome songs and just keep performing and we really all appreciate it thank you rob thanks for having me on your show
you you got it so we're gonna we're gonna leave you here in the minute with uh one of my favorite tracks from machine from the other side billy and oh, the big band yeah but um i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna put that in afterwards here but i just want to let everybody else out there know before we we totally uh totally stop here if you, you folks out there every comments or feedback for us please feel free to email us at talkingaboutrock at gmail.com follow us on twitter and instagram and please subscribe to our youtube channel for this interview and other upcoming ones duncan thank you so much for being with us today it's been a pleasure to speak with you my friend hey rob i want to tell you something just before we hang up sorry to billy and the big band if i can tell you a quick story you got him oh yeah let's let's yeah oh, definitely <laughs> that's an interesting thing um um they were doing they were wanting to put the basic rollers together not that long ago about five years ago and um and there was a basic rollers that was put together and they wanted me in the band to make it and um so i couldn't again out of loyalty to the to, to the to the originals in scotland and um so um so yeah so i go to the show and no i didn't go to the show but uh, i'm on tv yeah really. and there's a drummer who was a friend of mine they were the bay city rollers making a lot you know doing a show and all that and uh, billy was the drummer so it's kind of that story he's in the bay city rollers billy billy's in the big band and billy's in the band so yeah gotcha well i love i love the track man i, I love the stuff off of that oh. album so i'm gonna i'm gonna play that here after after we stop but uh thank you duncan all right bro. and we'll, we'll talk to you soon
Clinging on to what we have 